This week on Check Frame. Synchronized swimming. Cockfights. Laser arcade possession. V8 juice. More dummies. And more jacuzzis. All that and more coming at you right now. Didn't I tell you? He's a ninja and a very dangerous man. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome to the season finale of Check Frame. Drum roll, please. Ninja Summer. I am Josh. And I'm Tiernan. And we're your hosts. Uh, bringing you through the whole world of ninja history. We, we did it. All summer long. We conquered the ninjas. We are the ninja champions. Yeah, we're officially ninjas now. <laughs> yeah. We get to be on that list. Which means the rest of this podcast, we're actually going to be 100% silent like ninjas. Yeah. We're just going <laughs> to not talk and move around quietly and stab people. Starting now. <gasps> yeah, they're all real dead now. So dead. Accomplished. Killed all accomplished. those dudes. <clears throat> uh, ninjas. Ninjas, ninjas, ninjas. <laughs> yeah. We did it, guys. Did you watch all the ninja movies? Did you check them out with us? Because you should have in some cases. Yeah. (laughs) There's some cases where you definitely shouldn't have. Yeah. True. But this week, you should. Yeah. This week, you should. This is a good week. Solid week for canon films. Yeah, we kind of came around kind of a full, full circle kind of approach here. We ended off with, we started with a canon film. Uh, directed by Sam Furstenberg, American, American Ninja. Ninja. And we did a whole week of Shokasugi, and here we are with three more Shokasugi movies, three more canon movies. And a couple more Sam Furstenberg movies. And a couple more of that guy's movies. So we did all the canon. Yep. No, there's a lot more still. But we did the canon ninja movies. We didn't do the other American Ninja movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, mostly because <laughs> the Blu-ray was a different region. And I got real lazy. That was a bummer. But anyway, on to the good stuff. On to Golan and Globus's productions. On to... The one that started the whole craze, kind of. Yeah. This is the start of the craze in the 80s, at least. I mean, obviously, we've we've gone back. We've talked about Shinobi no Mono and the start of ninjas and pop culture in the 60s. You know. And, you know, you only live twice and its popularity in America. But now we, this is like the mark in the 80s where everyone got ninja crazy. Yeah. Ninja crazy. And they got ninja crazy with Enter the Ninja. The first martial art to sweep the modern world was jujitsu, closely followed by the discipline of karate. Then we were taught to combine the spiritual with the physical by the masters of kung fu. And now, the Cannon Group is proud to introduce the practitioner of the oldest and ultimate martial art, the ninja. Enter the ninja. Yes, that's right. It's as good as that clip sounds. (laughs) (laughs) It may be even a little bit better. Yeah. This one is uh, directed by one of the producing crew as well. Yeah, with uh, with with Golan. 
Golan Manahem Manahem Golan. Golan of Golan Globus. And uh, it was produced by Golan and Globus, and it's uh, starring some some really wonderful people. We've got Franco Nero. Yeah, Django himself. Everyone's favorite blonde, blue-eyed, Italian, handsome hunk of a man. Playing a ninja. Playing a ninja. Uh, and dubbed over. Yeah. But, but with like, a great dubbing voice. Mm-hmm. This is like one of the best dub jobs ever. Like well, at least in this series of ninja movies yes. we've watched. Yeah. No, this is like a seriously good dub. Mm-hmm. Like everything matches. Like it looks like he's actually saying those things. And the person who's doing his dub kind of sounds like Rod Sterling, mm-hmm. which I got real excited about on this. This is my second time seeing this movie. I'd seen it before several years ago and uh, loved it the first time. Loved it this time. Even better this time, actually, because actually I was lucky enough to go watch it in a theater with a crowd, the Alamo Drafthouse Ritz, thanks to Laird Jimenez, mm-hmm. programmer of Weird Wednesday. And uh, it was quite a treat. Yeah, that would have been... I, this is the first time I'd ever seen it. And then and then I kind of watched it again while I projected said movie for that audience. Yes. But, uh, On 35 millimeter, mm-hmm. a print from the American Genre Film Archive. With... Spanish subtitles. <laughs> yes, I almost <laughs> forgot that important detail, the fact that this print had Spanish subtitles on it, so I got a little lesson in Espanol. And how to say niña. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember how they said it in Spanish, though. No. I think it just said ninja on yeah, the subtitles. Sure. Um, anyway, so it's got Franco Nero. It's also got Shokasugi. As yep. we mentioned, he's in all the movies And this, this is uh, what started his career for him, really. He had been yeah. in that TV show. He's young in this. Um, but he was supposed to just be a stunt guy in this movie. And uh, whether it was Golan or Globus, someone saw him and saw some potential in him and decided, like, hey, why don't we write him a bigger part? And then they kind of made him the villain of this movie, which is uh, unusual for Shokasugi. For the most part, he's always been the good guy. Yeah, and he's like... He's he's kind of a villain. At first, he doesn't seem like he's the villain. He's just kind of like mad. He's mad. His character is mad that Franco Nero was a, a ninja and yeah. appointed ninja by his like their master because he's a foreign. He doesn't have it in his ancestry like he does. Yeah, Shokasugi has samurai yeah. in his ancestry. Yeah. A- ancestry. Yeah, as he mentions at the very beginning when they. So the the, the opening sequence of this movie is. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's, su- it's killer. It's it's like twelve minutes with no dialogue, and yeah. it's just ninja action. It's just Franco Nero like tearing up some ninjas. Yeah, they're all wearing red. He's wearing white because he's the white ninja, and Sokuzuki yep. is the black ninja. Yep, and they're running around. It's it's jumping off waterfalls. Yeah, jumping off waterfalls. They go kind of go through the gamut of all the ninja weapons that are the more normal ones. Yeah, you see. Yep, and uh, yeah. and then it's all eventually revealed to be just his final test mm-hmm. before they, you know, give him his ninja badge. <laughs> yeah, his ninja card. His ninja yeah. card, yeah. Um, it's the final test, and the, the best part of that test is at the very end, he beheads the master, and then it isn't revealed until, like, a scene later that it was a fake head. Oh, We're gonna, these ninjas are so crafty, we've learned, that ninjas, if you're a ninja, one of the prerequisites is that you have many life-size copies of yourself made, yeah. like, big you know, full size dummies, full size dummies of you, that, like all over the place that yep. you can just whip out whenever. 
I don't know how they're able to whip it out, but they could do it. Yeah, you got to just have them laying around, just all <laughs> over the place, Get a like anywhere you could be, yep. so that you could hop behind something and throw one out at any moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, the master does that, the master of these ninjas, and uh, they behead it, and then it's found out later to not actually be real. Yeah. What was the other movie we saw? Oh yeah, it was ninjas and a ninja in a dragon's den that had tons of dummies. And tons that of one. dummies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one uh, had a dummy too. Just one dummy though. Just, just one. one just dummy. one dummy. Not tons of dummies. No. Uh, so that's ca- the beginning. Yeah, that's the opening. Be- the beginning starts off mostly <laughs> with the ninja stuff, and then the ninja stuff doesn't come back into the climax, really. The rest yeah. of it is Franco Nero hanging out with uh, his old war buddy and S- Susan George, who's kind of the most uh, female actress of note we've got in this whole series. Yeah. Like, we've just, I mean, sadly, she her role is still real minimized in this. Yeah, it's it's... But she does a good job. Yeah, yeah. She's a great actress, but it's it's pretty rare for the most part in these ninja movies to have any interest in female actors female whatsoever. Lead. And that's kind of a bummer, um, for sure. Except for, I guess, there was a, uh, a lady ninja in uh, Vampire Raiders versus the Ninja Queen. Yes. From Godfrey Ho. <laughs> yep. Um, so, he yeah, he decides to go hang out with his buddy and his buddy's wife on their, like, plantation-y farm in the Philippines. Yep. And he's just going to, like, chill there for a bit and just kind of, like, figure out his life now that he's a ninja and has no place to live. Mm -hmm. So he's crashing at his buddy's pad, and then he notices in the town there's some local thugs throwing around the local business people to get the, you know, shakedown for money. And uh, they start doing it to his buddy's farm. And he does not like that. They do not like it when you interrupt a good old cockfight. Yeah. There's a lot of cockfights in this movie. They love cockfights. Yeah. His, his buddy's favorite thing in the world is cockfight. Every time he shows up to work, he's like, everyone stop working. It's cockfight time. And they just and everyone's just like, yeah, we got cockfights to fight with. I actually uh, think the climax of this movie, which has a fight in what looks like a professional cockfight ring. Yeah. Because like I'm, I was laughing. We'll talk about it in the next movie about where that climax is and fighting in what kind of ring that was. Right. But this one, I was like, is this a cockfight ring that the two ninjas are fighting in right now? I think so. Yeah, because the gate is, like, really not tall enough to be, like, a boxing For ring people. or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. So the the local thugs are, you know, trying to get the upper hand on this farm so they can take it over, and you you see a chain of command going up to this evil villain. Yeah, starts off with hook hand. Yeah, starts out dude. with this tubby hook hand guy that everyone just constantly calling out how fat he is. Yeah, or messing uh, with his hook. Or messing with his hook. But and he Frank messes O'Neill. people up with yeah. that hook. Well, yeah, it's a hook. Yeah. He crushes a dude's balls with it. Says, no more balls for you. You've got a hook now. <laughs> <laughs> and Frank O'Neill won't have any of that. Nope. So he just kicks his butt all over the place and his whole team. And he keeps crying back to his, his higher level evil villain character, which mm-hmm. is Christopher George. And he is great in it. Christopher George is an awesome character actor, and he is fabulous in this movie as the, like, most fabulous evil villain. Yeah, he's just like, he does all these things where he refuses to let his lackey talk to him in person, so he has to talk to the other person, even though they're all in the same room. Mm-hmm. And then he has, what, a, he the whole time he's training a bunch of lady swimmers? Yeah, he's training, uh, like, what, what is that called? Synchronized swimming. Yeah, he's got his synchronized he's, swimming team. He's got team. his own synchronized <laughs> swimming team that he instructs <laughs> on the side in his giant building that he works out of. Yeah, so he we have works a pool a big, in this fancy movie. building. 
Yeah. So, you know, the other problem, I guess, uh, for Franco Nero is there's like a whole drama, they, personal drama they throw into it with his best friend having a drinking problem and, and a, not ever having sex with his wife problem. Yeah, because he has, uh, yeah, he, he's like, oh, I can't get it up anymore. It's but pop- anyway, let's talk about drinking. <laughs> like, that's, he keeps changing the subject mm-hmm. um, whenever it, it gets to the fact that he can't do it with his lady anymore. So that's the personal issue. So Frank O'Nero kind of swoops in and hears all the, the parts about his wife not being satisfied. And is like, Hmm, I think I know who can (laughs) help out with that. (laughs) So they they probably trained him on that ninja class too. Yep. Yeah. Oh, definitely. You got to be a swift lovemaker to be a ninja. Mm -hmm. Um, so, that's yeah. That's basically the plot. Yep. This bad guy coming after the farm, and, and Franco Frank- Nero's got to show him out the door. Yeah, um, and it's good. It's a good one. Oh, uh, it's a great one. Yeah, it's. I'm gonna go ahead already and say this is my favorite of this whole trilogy. Nope. By, by a me. long shot. For Not me. for me. I love this movie. I think it's it's genuinely funny in wh- in parts that it actually means to be funny. Mm-hmm. Like this is the only one that has. A sense of humor at all. Um, it's it's uh, Franco Nero. Like you just can't beat Franco Nero. He's, yeah, no, he's, he's great. He's awesome. He's, he's always been great. He's so good. And uh, yeah, there's also a really like how are you going to beat a movie that has the hook villain getting his hook ripped off to have a bloody stump left, and then the music goes. <laughs> Yeah, sad trombone for hook hand. I mean, that moment alone is worth, you know, a lot of stars in my book. Um, I'm working off like a thousand star system. Oh, okay. So, um, real high a, stars. A lot of stars, just at, you know, minimum 300 stars just for that wah-wah moment. Mm. Um, yeah, what, I, I, don't, I don't know what else to go into detail without like, Revealing too much about this movie? Yeah, I mean, it's just, just you should have watched it last night, world. When yeah. you should have watched it before. Yep. Get on it and watch it now if you haven't. Um, and let's start talking about the one that I is my personal favorite of this canon ones with the starring force of Shokusugi in Revenge of the Ninja. The heroin spilled out. Damn it! He's caught in a drug war between the American Mafia and the Japanese Yakuza. Are you trying to tell me there's ninjas running around there killing people in the 20th century? Revenge of the Ninja from 83, starring Shokasugi in his first real starring role, uh, directed by Sam Furstenberg, who did American Ninja. And I think why I like this one the most is that Ninja 3 Domination is bonkers. It's absolutely insane. And yeah. Enter the Ninja is like a legitimate good movie. Yeah. And this feels like that good sweet spot between the both. Like, this is a mm-hmm. movie, but it's still kind of bonkers. So I... F- yeah. For there's so much in this movie that I was just like, why? I love it. There's, you know, multiple jacuzzi death scenes in this movie. Oh, man. Bringing it back to a couple weeks ago when we had jacuzzis left and right. In Sweden. And we're back in jacuzzi land, too. And it's also another jacuzzi death scene in Ninja 3. Yep. So Aaron and Ninja missed out when it just had synchronized swimming when it could have had jacuzzis. Well, I mean, that one character, the the 
the best friend character does wind up dead in a pool. See, yeah, that's not as cool. So it's close. Not a jacuzzi, though. <laughs> jacuzzi. Well, this one does, I will say, before we get too heavy into the plot, mm-hmm. um, this one does have the greatest jacuzzi death of all time. Yeah. Because after it happens, for whatever reason, they're like, there's people, there's a couple, or not like a couple, there's like a dude and like a prostitute, maybe. I don't know exactly what the. Wait, what? You, that's the one in Ninja 3. No, no, no. That's in this one. Get all my jacuzzis mixed You're up. You're getting your jacuzzi deaths mixed <laughs> up. There's the people doing it in a hot tub, and they get murdered. Like, But they're not even really doing it. They're just like making out real heavy naked in a hot tub. And they get killed in the hot tub. And then in like the next scene, when the cops in the corner is there, they're, the one cop says, I wrote this line down because it's just amazing. Or no, the one cop says, Corner says it's going to take a jackhammer to get them apart. <laughs> Just like, what? Ugh. Why? Because they died, like, making out in a jacuzzi. It's going to be impossible to get them apart? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I do I remember could, the scene now. It's all blurry. I could not understand the logic of that at all. Because there is that Ninja 3 murder scene when the ninja comes in and kills the a guy with two also prostitutes in a yes. jacuzzi. So yeah, yeah. the it's same thing happens in two similar, movies we yeah. watched this week. Um. So this one kind of felt also pretty similar to Pray for Death, which we talked about mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, um, and where Shokusugi gets the world just screws him over and he goes out for revenge. That's, yeah, that's basically everyone the gets plot. killed. So well, he's originally in Japan. Starts yep. out in Japan. He's a ninja. And like all the fam, all of his family gets murdered basically, except yep. for his grandma and his kid. And his kid, once again, is his real kid. Yeah, Kane and he, Kasugi. Yeah, and he does, I'd say, a little bit more stunts in this movie than he did in Pray for Death. So many good stunts. Yeah. This kid kicks so many butts. He kicks a lot of butts with nunchucks, too, in front of a jacuzzi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say uh, his kid, Kane Kasugi, is one of my favorite parts of this movie. Yeah. He's great. Um, and uh, also, we have another white ninja who is actually our villain this time. Yeah. So, for once, instead of being the pure white, white American man being our hero, it's the shitty bad ninja. Yep. And he, uh, he does probably my favorite ninja hiding kill I've seen so far, which is in a bathroom stall for some reason. There's like a guy taking a pee mm-hmm. and he comes out like just like nonchalant walks out of a bathroom stall like I've been hiding here the whole time and then kills him. Yep. It's like, ooh, Stealthy. Real, <laughs> real stinky guy. <laughs> um, uh, this movie also has a lot of really great bad guy lackeys. Like they're like really cartoonish stereotypes of people for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of... Yeah. Yeah. There's like a Native American man. Yeah, who, that's the one I was going to yeah. say. That's he, he has, he He's not people. actually a Native American either. Not at all. Uh, he's just dressed that he's way. He's the biggest stereotype of a Native American. Played by a white played man. Played by a white guy. Who has tomahawks. Who is, yes, and is an assassin for this the main bad guy. There's also another... And our main a, bad guy's a traitor. Yeah. What were you the What were you gonna talk about? Oh, there's about? another gang too with an assortment of people. At oh, one, <laughs> that one point Shogasugi beats up. And yeah, the guys like, in the park. The guys in the park, the, and they're the all park like, gang hanging on. One of them is like a picnic, like a rhinestone cowboy, like all blue, like cowboy outfit. Yeah. He's like leaning up on this thing, just chilling with a huge mustache. And then there's an, a large Japanese man with like the Japanese flag as a T-shirt with a mohawk, and like mm-hmm. all of these guys in this gang are each just so individually insanely dressed, and I, they all get their butts kicked, and it's great. Yeah, that's a really good scene. Yeah. 
I mean, do we really even talk about the plot? No. So the the plot has to do with, uh, you know, so everyone in Japan, his family gets killed, so he moves to the States, mm-hmm. and then... Uh, he His buddy he, who he, convinced him to move to the States. Yes. His buddy it winds up being a traitor, and more a, or less, uh, and that's revealed early on. That's yeah, not yeah, like right a, away. But it's it basically Shokasugi owns like a little antique store, mm. uh, Japanese antique that are mostly like ninja memorabilia. Yeah, stuff like that. And his buddy, what he doesn't realize is his buddy is shipping in cocaine heroin. or no heroin. heroin. That's right, heroin. Yeah. He's shipping in heroin in these little statuettes. Yeah. And Shokasugi has no idea. And then he starts getting mixed up with the local bad guys because of the heroin and mm-hmm. you yeah know. so we got the mafia going and then you have the ninja the bad ninja trying yeah, to get the rid of mafia yeah we, we need to talk about that mafia. we need to talk about that mafia because the mafia is led by a mafia man <laughs> yeah. no other way to describe him <laughs> you know exactly what he looks like now <laughs> I, I know there's no way to describe this guy other than he's got like he looks like someone who's in the middle of shrinking someone's head mm-hmm. and then, like, gave up partway through. Yeah, like, I'll get like back a, to that later. He's then... got, like, a big, full-size body, but a very awkward-shaped man. Mm-hmm. And then he's got this tiny little head, and everything, his features are all kind of too big for his little head. And his voice is kind of weird. And his voice is real weird. Yeah, ninjas. <laughs> and he's, yeah. like, this terrible, stereotypical, like, Italian mob boss guy, mm-hmm. and, and he doesn't seem threatening at all. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, like, barely the bad guy. Because most of the movie, which is so strange about the plot, is that it's just his guys getting killed by the evil ninja. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and yeah. the evil ninja... So that's the other thing, too, is Shokasugi's best friend, who's also the traitor shipping in heroin, mm-hmm. is also, like, this crazy evil ninja who wears a silver awesome mask of yeah. death. What? It's the coolest mask. The silver mask. And, you know, that's basically just the easier way for them to get use out of a stuntman without having to, <laughs> yeah. like show his face at all yeah at least with Shokasugi you know he could do his own stunts and you can always kind of see it's him you, you know he's at least because you know his eyes so well at this point but but for the the mask has also one purpose used at one point in the movie where it can uh what do you, what do you call it um <laughs> now I've lost my words I want to say hallucinate that is not right oh it, uh, it he, oh, glows he, green, and he can use his mask to hypnotize Yeah, people. that's a new ninja skill here. We have not had hypnotism so far. Glow eye mask hypnotism. Yeah, ninjas can hypnotize, guys. And so he hypnotizes a lady friend to go get Shokasugi's son and bring him to him. To him. Um, um, oh, and we did talk about the kid doing martial arts. But I want to also say, so does the grandma. Yes, the grandma kicks a bunch of butts. Or not really. She tries to kick well, one butt. she kicks like half a butt. Yeah, the bad guy's butt for a little bit. And yeah. then she gets not so butt kicking. And then, yeah, so that's the the rest of Shokasugi's tale is in this is that's when he really goes hardcore ninja again mm-hmm. because they kill his grandma, too. And we are blessed with yet another really great meditation kind of montage getting ready to become a ninja sequence. Yep. There's a great one in Pray for Death and there's a great one in a bunch oh, of other movies. That reminds me, we didn't even talk about the incredible, incredible part of Enter the Ninja where f- 
Franco Nero, like his learning process for how to be a ninja is to learn like all the words like Zen and Shrang and like all these yeah, words. Yeah, yeah, and that, then like, do the hand movements. And for each one of them, he just does like little like hand animal puppets mm-hmm. and it, to show each one. And I don't know how actually traditional that is, if it is or not. They do a little bit in a couple other movies we've watched, really? but not to like. Uh, I mean, I know people, they'll do it when they're striking like a ninja pose or something, yeah. but he just like when he's meditating on something, mm-hmm. he'll just do all these little poses with his hand and it I, looks like he's playing like Cat's Trick Cradle or something. Yeah, like I think that. actually Shokosuke did a little bit of that in Pray for Death. I think he's sitting there when he's meditating with the candles, he's making all the hand movements mm, and he then does he does bit. and then he gets the, you know, candles going, get that mood Franco going. Nero just sells it so hard. Yeah, it's like four minutes of that movie. Yeah, exactly. That's what I loved about it. Anyway, um, back to Revenge of the Ninja. Um, oh, oh, so I was talking, we did uh, mention that there was, uh, you know, a, a dummy... I was just going to say, we get another dummy mannequin in we this. We get two dummy tricks in this movie. That's right, we do. Because yeah. uh, there's one where he goes around a corner, he gets it, and he attacks him, and he's like, oh, it's a dummy. These are the most outlandish dummy ones. Mm-hmm. Dummies out of, like, any dummy we've seen so far. Some of Most of them have been in settings where it seems like it'd be, like, at least... Eight Pre- percent feasible that yeah, they like would he, have, like really pre-planned and put them in his house or something. But, but this one, they just like wind up on a roof of a building in like a volleyball court, yeah, fighting uh, on this roof, and all and all of a sudden the white bad ninja are like, in, you know, the white guy ninja, yeah, with the, with the scary the mask. mask. He's just got these like realistic mannequins laying around up there somehow. Yeah. He pre-planned, man. He went there he went there ahead of time with his dummies and there's one where it's around the corner and the other one is inside a jacuzzi. Yeah, and it reaches up and grabs Shokasugi's leg. And then when he pulls it out it has like little robotics on it. Like he has like movable robotic <laughs> dummy hands and which was just deploy to trick him the fact that he was actually in the jacuzzi the whole time. Yeah, he was still he was still there. Yeah. <laughs> He was like, oh, I'm not in the jacuzzi. It's just a dummy. Oh, wait. No, I am in the jacuzzi. Yeah. Fooled you. You did also mention that the whole climatic battle does end at like a tennis court, which I Mm -hmm. loved. Like we had a cock ring, like cock fighting ring in that movie. And this one we have a tennis court. It took me a while. I thought it was a tennis court, but it is definitely a volleyball Volleyball, court. Because they they do that jump. They do those flippy jumps over the net. Oh, yeah. And and the net's really high. Oh, yeah. And they I think they cut the net in half with the sword at one point. Yeah. I was thinking that whole time, I kept thinking, like, this is a terrible place for a volleyball court. They've got walls around it a little bit, but, I mean, those those balls are going to fly off that roof. And, yeah, it's like a, whatever, like, 30-story building, yeah, too. it's on the top of a huge building. Who's putting volleyball courts on the tops of a huge building? It just <laughs> think, seems logistically stupid. Yeah, well, they did it. They did it. <laughs> This is the age we're living in when we can have volleyball on roofs. Wherever we want it, we can volleyball it. <laughs> yep. That's right. Oh, there's one other ninja trick in this movie that I liked a bunch. Um, we have a lot more, um, like, spiky jack sequences mm-hmm. going on. And then mm-hmm. there's one moment when he uses, like, little marbles to trip a guy face first into spikes. Uh, those, like, spike jacks on the floor. But there's one scene where Shokosugi already had a pile of them in his mouth. Oh, yeah. And he takes his ninja mask off and spits spikes at a guy's face. Yeah. I think like, that's badass. I mean, how he didn't cut open his whole mouth the whole time. That's yeah. just how cool he is. Yeah. He's just got a 
tongue of steel. <laughs> Gums of steel. <laughs> Gums of steel. That's part of the ninja training, too. Yeah. You just chew tacks all day <laughs> until your mouth is invincible. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start doing that tonight. <laughs> That's a good plan. You know, my dentist is going to love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's this movie. I mean, it's a, a general plot of revenge. You get a lot more ninja action in this movie, in my opinion. Yeah, but here's my argument for enter over revenge. And this is what I said before already. Mm-hmm. There is a sense of humor or at least like a lightheartedness. It's not all just like, this is how serious action must be. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, you can tell Sam Furstenberg takes everything like way too seriously because there's great like goofy things, but they're not supposed to be funny. Like mm-hmm. those dummies are just like so goofy yeah. that that would happen. But uh, this is like a little bit of humor with the mafia dudes. I don't think it's supposed to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just turned out to be mm-hmm. funny because those actors are ridiculous. But I mean, anyway, I think that's just it's the same because I I've felt that way with all of his movies so, that we've watched so far. It's the same thing with American Ninja. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with what we're about to talk about. The Ninja Three: The Domination, where Revenge of the Ninja left off. Ninja Three begins an epic struggle of superhuman strength and supernatural forces. Ninja Three: The Domination. Ninja 3, The Domination, the only ninja movie that's also a horror movie with exorcism and stuff, and aerobics. And aerobics! So, perfect. Yeah. So, on my last point, Sam Furstenberg, I think he takes things a little too seriously, (laughs) especially after I started listening to the commentary on this movie, and he's just, like, so serious about it still. Like, years later, he's still just like... Yeah, we wanted to give the audience what they wanted, which was action. So we just put lots of action in it. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, and he you did. did. <laughs> and it goes to show you, you can suck it, Matt Helga. This is how you <laughs> use helicopters. Yes, yes, he used them really well in American Ninja, and he uses them really well in this movie. Yeah, that's true. Matt Helga can go screw with his helicopters in Sweden. Yep. Yeah, no, <laughs> definitely a good point. Matt Helga's helicopter work is zero, a solid zero. <laughs> and and Furstenberg, you get a gold star. Gold star. I think it all goes to his stunt team, too, because they're just jumping out of helicopters willy-nilly. <laughs> willy-nilly on the heli-willies. <laughs> um, so this movie, Ninja 3, yeah. Domination, also starring Shokasugi, also directed by Sam Furstenberg. And I guess Shokasugi. It's kind of a more of a uh, cameo almost to yeah. a degree. Or yeah, he's not starring. It's not a cameo. Yeah, because it's like he's, the last forty minutes in the movie. It's yeah, him. he's got a small supporting role. Yeah, um, which he's great in in this one. I really I like. He has an eye patch. That's he's cool. Got a cool eye patch. Yeah. Um, so what's our main lady's name? Uh, Lucinda Dickey. She oh, was, that's uh, right. yeah, she starred in Breaking to Electric Boogaloo. Yep. And, um, which was the same director as, as this movie. And another canon picture. Another canon picture. And I've seen this movie the most at all of these movies. I've seen this movie like six times at this point. And I had never gotten around to seeing it before. Yeah. It is. I mean, it's cause it was infamously bizarre. It's just like, who would have thought about, you know, Possession spirits. Of why ninjas. are there aerobics? Yeah, why are aerobics? Also, um, why are there? Why is she an aerobics instructor and an electric company like, like t- 
power telephone. telephone pole worker. Hey, she's just a hardworking girl, man. She is a hardworking girl, and you can tell because her apartment is bonkers. Yeah, it's like, like a warehouse. It's huge <laughs> and really nice and has like all sorts of cool stuff in it. Arcade machine. Which we'll get to. We'll get to that arcade we'll get machine, to that guys. arcade machine. Um, so I guess the plot is we've got a bad ninja and he shows up at a golf course and just massacres people. And crushes a golf ball <laughs> in his bare hands. Oh, it's so cool. And the opening sequence of this movie is so supremely great that I, f- I feel like that's what hinders the last 40 minutes with Shokusugi. Sure. Because this opening quote is just so cool. It's all these cops. It's never-ending. Yeah, it's like... It is a never-ending chase fight scene. Yeah, it's like kind of almost as long as the opening of Enter the Ninja. It's I like feel 12, like it's way longer. Probably. It felt like it was the first third of the movie. Yeah. Because uh, it, it leads to him, like, being chased. So this ninja's... You know, he causes trouble at the, at the golf... Golf course, course, and because he's killing a couple people. Because he's, he's there to kill some specific people. Yep. I don't really understand why. Well, he's just, you know, he's a ninja. That's what he does. He, he's here to eliminate. Sure, sure. But he also has some kind of weird ancient evil presence. Yeah. Um, and then he's like being, and he's like a superpowered ninja, too. Mm-hmm. He's like invincible. Because then he keeps getting chased by the cops, and he's just like jumping off of cars, kicking people on motorcycles. There's some like really great stunt work going yeah, on in that really first great. chase sequence. There's, yeah, there's some motorcycle guys flying off into A lot legs. of great motorcycle stunts. Yep. Also, really great helicopter stunts. And great helicopter and he, stunts. And our evil ninja takes a fucking helicopter down. He takes yeah. it down. Yep. Because how ninjas... over the hill and explodes. Yeah. And he also then continues to get shot by every cop about 150,000 times. <laughs> and doesn't quite die. And doesn't <laughs> die from it. It's fine. Yeah. He's not phased by it, and then he, like, digs himself into the ground really quick mm-hmm. after, you know, throwing a smoke bomb down, and then pops back up and kills everyone again, and then they kill him again. Yeah. And then he dies, and then he's alive again. And cause, yeah, because that's when Lucinda Dickey's character shows up. Yeah, he's got... That's another great... This is <laughs> another new ninja power of... Somehow digging yourself underground in a matter of seconds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've learned so many new traits. Yeah, that's a big one. That's a pretty cool ninja stud to just like be like, boom, smoke bomb. Now I'm underground. But yeah. Uh, so good. And we've got hypnotism now. It's just like the amount of skills that you and I are now masters of. Ma- masters of. Yeah. Man, it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. People are never going to notice us anymore because we're just going to be sneaking around so much. Yeah. I'm all like, we're doing this whole podcast right now. In the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> We're underground as yep. we speak. And these microphones have dirt shields on. Yep. I pre-planned. <laughs> That's a good call. Yeah. We also, this whole room's full of smoke. You yeah. can't tell. Smoked bombed. We just, if there, if it clears out for a second, we throw another bomb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. We were getting kind of low. Um, so yeah, our, our, our girl character meets the ninja after he's been killed 45,000 times. <laughs> so many times. Yeah. He seriously gets shot. Like, yeah. So many times. And he gives her his sword and possesses her spirit, basic sort of. Yeah, it's a very weird moment where she's just like, oh, dying ninja, and it looks like he's going to kill her at first, but then he's like, no, 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 wait, come back, come back, come back, come back. Yeah, here, take my sword. Here, here, let me give you this sword. It's all good. (laughs) Just take this. It's going to be cool. You'll be fine. And she's just like, kind of like, okay. (laughs) And then she takes it. And puts it in her really rad apartment. Puts it in her cool apartment. And then gets right down to aerobics right after. And then it's aerobic time. Yeah. And this is other plot with a cop 
who was, was, yeah, I hated this character. This character who's like this obnoxious douche cop who follows her around incessantly. Yeah, super stalker. Is a total jerk to her. Male privilege bullshit. Like a piece of crap dude Mm -hmm. who's just like, you're not going to date me because I'm a cop? Well, screw you! Like, all this just stupid dialogue of this guy being a total ass, and then eventually she's like, you know what? I'll just have sex with you and we'll date. It's yeah. fine. I love you. I love okay. you now. Boop. It's like, ugh, ugh. I hated that so much. I hated that man. Mm-hmm. That character is just a terrible person. But the, the 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 twist of the drama is when she finally becomes possessed by the spirit of the evil ninja, she's offing off each of the cops who killed the ninja. Yeah, because she's getting these, like, she's getting flashback memories from the previous, like, ninja god dude. Yeah. Ninja de- demon is a better term. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so she's getting all these flashback memories of when he was shot a bajillion times. But she doesn't realize that the cop boyfriend was also one of those cops, and she finds that out at one yeah. point, even though we know as an audience because he was there in the opening scene. So every time she gets one of these flashbacks, she goes into a trance mm. and gets, like, possessed by this ninja spirit and goes, follows the cop around and, and, and kills him yeah. eventually. Or a cop, whatever cop. Kills a cop whatever cop she sees. Mm-hmm. That so part it's of a the bummer killing. that she's dating a cop because she sees cops all the time. <laughs> yeah, all. And then it's just like killing him left and right. I know. If she was just still in the aerobics class, she would have been fine for a long time. And the cops can't figure out who's doing it because she's dressed as a ninja and she's kind of a demon. And then all of a sudden, like, she kills him and then they're like, where is she? And then in the background, zoom, there goes the electric <laughs> company van. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. And then uh, you have, like, her boyfriend will come back and be like, you oh, know, these, my friends keep getting killed. Like, what's going on with you? And she's like, I don't remember. I got bruises now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we kind of uh, got ahead of ourselves. Um, Sorry. <laughs> only a little bit in the fact that we said, you know, multiple times she gets possessed. Let's talk about the possession scene. Which, oh, right. We were going to get back to that arcade cabinet. Yeah. She's in her cool, rad apartment, and so she has this rad. moment when she's she, call, she calls her boyfriend, or her boyfriend calls her, and she's like, where have you been? I feel really weird right now. And right before, she was just power dancing. Yep. She's like drenched in sweat. She's just <laughs> dancing real, oh, so, so dancey. Yeah. And then uh, he goes, she's like, oh, never mind, whatever. I'll just see you tomorrow. It's fine. And then hangs up, and he's like, oh, that was weird. And then out of nowhere, the room gets insane. It gets all foggy. And then lights are blinking, and strobes are going. <laughs> and then her arcade cabinet turns to face her and shoots lasers in her face, which possesses her. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Also, her sword flies out of the closet and just, like, wiggles around in the just air. Like, where did they come up with that idea? Where did they say, like, mm, we need to get her possessed somehow? Like, maybe a video game? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, why is the ninja spirit in the video game yeah, cabinet? where does that come from? How does that work at all? Like, it doesn't. I don't understand There's it. no thought process. But it's process. also one of the coolest scenes in this whole movie mm-hmm. of just, like, lasers on her face as she's, you know, just looking straight into this cabinet. That scene probably, like, partially blinded that woman, too. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they're no. just shooting lasers Yeah, lasers are not safe face. to point in your eyes. No, they're really dangerous. Yep. Um... So yeah, we get that, and then like immediately she's she turns into this demon ninja. Yeah, there's and, also uh, a, eventually a scene where they try to unpossess her when that has a cool little cameo by James. Oh yeah, James Hong. James right? Hong. Yeah. yeah, who's been a great character actor. Great character actor. 
uh, who's been in the, the, the also been in the Alamo Draft House Ritz a couple times, showing his movies. He's yeah, a cool he's, guy. He's uh, he's great, and he plays like a exorcist like monk type character. Yeah, and he he gets totally afraid, and he's like, "Oh fuck this!" Basically, yeah, yeah, because yeah, she's just like she. That's when she goes full possession, and she's screaming yeah. in like a different voice. Uh, that's like one of the more like horror sequences. Yeah, that's of the when movie. we're like really ripping off the Exorcist of all movies. To, it's so goofy. I love it. They also go so far to show uh, how much more powerful she is than the previous ninja mm-hmm. by showing she can not only crush a golf ball, she can crush a pool ball, Whoa, which is bigger, <laughs> which is bigger. <laughs> also, white, um, a white ball. So there's not really much else to say about this movie in terms of plot, except for the eventual. Oh, what do you mean? There's not much else to say. We didn't even mention the fact that she has a fetish for V8 juice. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh, I forgot about that. You cannot forget about that. It's one of the strangest parts of this whole movie is when she's like with her boyfriend for the first or before they're dating. Yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, this guy's a total douchebag and I hate him. I'm going to bring him home and have sex with him. And you know what will turn him on the most is if I pour V8 juice all over my body while we're making out. Which, um, as most people know, instantly became a trend, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all throughout America in the 80s. That's where it started, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you rem- I mean, you're doing it right now, and you didn't know why you were doing it. You did it because this of this movie. movie. <laughs> yeah. Man, I have my. I need to stock up my fridge right now. Get some I'm, more V8. I'm out of V8. All out of V8. I'm just, just drenched in me. it right yeah. now. Yeah, it's just soaking. So it's like really vegetable right now. Yeah, people thought it was just good to get skunk smell off you. It's also good for sex. Yeah. Um, so handy tips. So that, that that's the one of the strangest scenes in this movie, aside from the video game cabinet. Like those are two of the weirdest moments. Yeah. But that like whole moment leading up to that was like I said, that's right when she's like about to have sex with this guy, mm-hmm. this total dick, for the first time, and uh, that I was really pulling. Like I didn't because I hadn't seen this movie before, and I was like, oh, any second now she's gonna turn around and like chop his balls off or smash him in the face with something or just like kick him real hard like she's 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 leading him on so that she can kick his ass somehow yeah and then she just doesn't and just does it with him like this makes no sense he is horrible where is her motivation to like him he's been nothing but a dickhead Tiernan, she's just in a real weird place right now <laughs> she's got a ninja spirit in her body she's she, gotta break out she's that got VA. two jobs you know, she's got all this V8 she doesn't know how to use. <laughs> she's just going to, you know, he walked in at the right time, and it was the wrong time for her. <laughs> That's reason, all I have to say. I remember, too, the reason why she's like, she has the V8, She he's like, let's go get, uh, he's like, let me buy you a drink. And she's like, I don't drink. He's like, let me buy you coffee. And she's like, That's terrible for you. She's like, you want to come back to my place? I got V8. <laughs> <laughs> Little did he know where that V8 would be. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, man. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, this movie's bonkers. Eventually, you get Shokosugi to come in because he knows about the evil spirit, and he tries to, you know, kick some butts, uh, kicks her butt while she's possessed, and then tries to unpossess her and then kick some more butts. But, you know, at that point, we're getting into uh, the... <laughs> I just... I just remembered the helpfulness of this total tool bag boyfriend. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, and his like many lines of just being so helpful to her situation and all the things he does to help. And one of the best ones is where she's, they don't know what's going on and she's just like blacking out a lot while she's doing these 
ninja kill missions. And she's talking to him and she says, I feel like there's somebody making me do things that I wouldn't want to do. And he says, then do something about it. (laughs) (laughs) Good advice, boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Mansplaining to find. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, Shokasugi. We're talking about the end now. Yeah. I mean, I always like I've like I said, I've seen this movie six times. I love how weird it is and how, you know, how there's just nothing else like it. But I've always found the last fight sequence to this movie, which is like 20 minutes long, to just be like... It drags on. Yeah, drags on and grueling. And I was hoping now that I've gone through and I've seen all these Shokusu movies, yeah. that would help a little bit. And it does. It does help a little bit. Yeah, but, yeah. Because, you know, there's some cool moments in the house when he's like, he like, a sword coming through the wall and he catches it with his hands. Yeah. Like, that's cool. He kicks through some walls. Yeah. Um, jumps through some stuff. He... Takes out some cops in a car. It's pretty cool. That was a cool scene. That's a cool scene. But yeah, it, I think it just doesn't benefit from how amazing of an opening action sequence this yeah. movie starts off with. Yeah, and you could not top the middle's all, all that craziness, stuff. and then the, it, yeah, it just gets to a point at the end where they just it's like you're, it you're feels ex- like they just didn't really know what to do with the rest of the runtime, and they're just like, let's just keep having him fight. Yeah, it's kind of you're almost exhausted mentally from the coolness of the action to the bizarreness of the movie, and then at the end you're like. Okay, let's wrap this up, guys. Yeah. Like, let's, let's finish. Because you find out that the only way to, like, get this possession out of her is for another ninja, ninja. to yeah, Only a ninja defeat. can kill a ninja, only which has a, been yeah. said in so many of these movies over the summer. Yeah. Uh, but, so, but that, that, that part's cool. Once yeah. it gets to the showdown, the very finale, yeah. where we get the ninja demon to come back from the grave, basically... Mm-hmm. And fight Shokasugi. I like that whole sequence. That, that is cool, yeah. It's just when he's fighting the possessed version of her. Yeah, and or the, all the cops show back up yeah. for another... That's where it's a little uh, tedious. Yeah. But that, that doesn't stop me from loving it. I mean... No. And like I said, like, I felt like Revenge was probably my favorite because it was the middle ground between wacky and serious. And But, I mean, I love all three of these movies. Yeah, they're yeah. all great. They're all great. And I can throw American Ninja on there, too. I just love the canon ninja movies. Yeah, they're, they're all so much fun. Yeah, you can see why there was a craze started around ninjas yeah. in the 80s because Canon was just, you know, rocking it, knocking them all out of the yeah. park with these crazy ninja entries. And uh, so everyone just started ripping it off. Yeah. <laughs> just making way or, cheaper versions. Or Godfrey Hoeing it. Godfrey Hoeing it, just taking footage from other mm-hmm. people's movies and calling it ninja. Well,. Uh, we did it. We did it. We watched every ninja movie. We watched all the ninja movies. There's none left. <laughs> and now we're certified the best ninjas in all of Austin, Texas. It's true. Yeah. We are the ninja if you need any, If you need us to kill anybody. Give us a call. Yeah. Give us a tweet. <laughs> tweet. Tweet at us tweet. at CheckFramePod, <laughs> and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll kill them. someone for we'll you. We'll kill someone for you. We'll sneak around we and won't. stab them in the head. But we will. Um, I feel like this is the time where we should kind of... I don't know. Gauge our opinions and recap. Like I want to know. I want to know. The past Tannen. eight weeks. Yeah. What was your favorite ninja training camp? Of ninja training camp. Yeah. Go I back. I mean, there's so, so many, many, so many. But probably the best one I feel like is uh, Ninja in the USA, aka USA Ninja, aka. <laughs> Ninja USA. Yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> that not... one is where we have that amazing sequence of 
all these like of of the like guy who runs the ninja training camp showing off all of his executive buddies and then being like, look, they'll kill themselves for me. And like, he just jumps off a bridge and jumps dies. off a bridge and dies. That sequence is probably my favorite. Yeah, that's probably my favorite as well. But I have to give a second point to American Ninja because they all had the cool colored clothes sure. and they're all hanging out on jungle gyms. Right. It's like you know, like wee yeah. ninja camp. Yeah, um, and then they're all they they kill that whole training camp at the end of the movie, don't they? Isn't that what where they all wind yeah, yeah, up yeah. just dead and then in they're piles. just like all these piles of corpses that yeah. the camera pans As the away, camera pulls and away in the helicopter yeah. shot. Yeah, that's uh, a real that is a real good one. So, who was your favorite white ninja? Is it Richard Harrison? Mm. Is it Amer- the, the American Ninja himself? Is it Lucinda Dickey in Ninja Three? Mm. There's there's a lot of them. We've had a lot of white <laughs> a ninjas. lot of white ninjas. Uh, it could very well be the Nina himself. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it's never going to be the yeah. Nina. Or is it, you know, or Franco Nero. Oh, man. Franco Nero might have been my favorite white guy ninja. Ah, mm. uh, but that's so recent in my memory because I literally tough. saw that in a theater with a crowd last night. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, man, <clears throat> I have to think on that. That's that's tricky. Franco Nero could be my favorite, but that's I just love Franco Nero. Yeah. Richard Harrison. He's had, mine. That's mine. That's my Richard Richter. Harrison's awesome, but we saw like a couple where he was just, you know, cut and spliced in there yeah, yeah. and <laughs> totally not used. But his for his real. role in in Ninja Terminator just owns it for me. Yeah, it is really good. That's probably a toss up for yeah, me. Yeah, every time he like killed someone and took off his little ninja mask to reveal his mustache. Plus, he's got the ninja headband. Ninja, yeah, which is so you know, white. That just is the most whitest the of all the ninjas. When you have a headband with your profession on it for killing people, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty great. What about your favorite actual ninja, like a ninja played by a Japanese man? Oh, man. That's a tough it's one. It's definitely Sonata. Okay. And uh, ninja I, I mean, Dragon's I love Den. Kasugi, but yeah, Ninja in the Dragon's Den, Sonata, mm-hmm. my favorite. Yeah. By I, far. If I had to rank them, I would say Sonata, then Kasugi, Kasugi. and then Sh- the actor in Shinobi, Shinobi Nomono. Shinobi Nomono. Yeah. yeah. That one's really Sadly, that's really probably like all the actual ninjas we had <laughs> that were actually from Japan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was the worst ninja? Like, who was the shittiest ninja? Oh, the Nina. <laughs> the Nina. The Nina in Russian. <laughs> in Matt's Helga's, Helga's Russian Terminator. Russian Terminator. Wait, no, is it Russian Terminator or is it Eagle Island? No, it's Russian it, it Terminator. It is Russian Terminator, yeah. Yeah, Russian Terminator. The guy, the like Santa Claus, like, you know, just Randy Newman idiot. Well, he's not the Nina. No, he, well, he is the Nina. No, no, the Nina is the Russian man. Yeah, but no, he's just a hired hand who's and the ninja's going around killing people. Doesn't he wear the ninja get up at one point? No, no, always the Russian guy. Man, I don't and the remember. Russian guy later takes off his mask and he does that thing like, I'm going to kill you now, right? But you are a woman, yeah. I remember yeah. the Russian dude, he, he's the only ninja. He, the, the that's why the, the curly haired dude is always going like, Huh, it's that ninja doing it. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, I think with that, his sweater, he's just wearing cool sweaters. Yeah. I think you can also give no a bo- ninja like a bonus worst ninja would be the ninjas in kindergarten ninja. They, <laughs> they were atrocious, <laughs> just wearing football uniforms. <laughs> yeah, those were really bad. They weren't like characters though. They weren't yeah. like that. Wasn't like a real ninja character, but they probably were the worst. Like most poorly trained like not yeah most worst representation of actual ninja ninja. yeah they were they were really bad 
Um, but Matt's Helga had some bad ninjas too. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, there's a, been a, like we talked about it in this episode about meditation kind of montage preparation things. Like Franco Nero has a scene, Shokosugi has a scene. But my favorite for this whole season is Richard Harrison. Richard Harrison, yeah. Yeah, when he's just cutting candles. Yes, that's whoosh, the best one. Whoosh, it's so sensual whoosh, yeah. and weird. And, and just uh, like, you just like put a saxophone solo like over it. Yeah. This is about to get real porny. Yeah, that one. Without doing that. That one is, that one's probably my favorite. Just like getting ready montage. Yeah. Well, Kasugi has a really good one though as well in um, Pray for Death. Yeah, in Pray for Death. Yeah, that when, the, when the, his son is watching from behind the door yeah, and everything. That one's also like a seriously awesome preparation. Yeah, praying and getting zen zenned up. What a summer, guys! We made it. We did it. Official ninjas for life. Yeah, and you did it too. If you listened to any or some or all. Or just pretended to and liked us. Yeah, and just said, hey, good job, guys. Yeah, thanks for that. Thanks for that. Thanks for those people not listening right now and still just getting the work done and putting it out there. Yeah. Um, uh, we, uh, Joseph, your uh, Ninja coupon is in the mail. Yep. It's on the way. It's coming right to your door, yeah, Joseph. All you had to do for everyone else was tweet at us, I like your Ninja, and you'll get your 99 cents. Ninja coupon for our Ninja box cutter for our Ninja cereal. Was it cereal? Yep. Yeah, it was cereal. Yeah, it's on, on its way. Yeah, on its, its way. All you have to do when the, the delivery man shows up is you just have to sign, whisper the secret password of Nina, and then he'll take you into his truck, and in that truck will be a portal to another dimension, which mm-hmm. you just hop through on his back. That's the easiest way to go. Yeah, I mean... If you go separately without holding hands or anything, you might get your particles mixed up yeah. somewhere I mean, if you don't weigh enough, he will cradle you in his arms, yes. if you ask. Yeah. Uh, that's how I do it every time. It's a time. little less uncomfortable that way, because yeah. it's a, not a fun ride through that yeah. portal. I mean, and he's got a real, just like a real firm, but kind of like loving kind of hold to yeah. him, you know? It's, it's, it's I love comforting. That, I love that driver. He's great. Yeah. Jim. Yeah. And uh, then on the other side of the portal, there'll be, you know, there'll just be bushels of cereal for you. Yeah. And you can just, you know, you'll be stuck in that other dimension because there's no portal back Mm -hmm. um, unless, you know, you find Jim. Jim knows the way back, but Jim's usually like off on a cereal rampage. He gets real busy. And then when he's not busy, he loves his cereal. Yeah. He's just chowing down, getting a sugar high. I mean, the other. the other new product we have is the Josh and Tiernan Ninja training camp videos. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where we've gonna, you know, we can show you how to do the best of your ninja secrets. Master all yeah. the secrets. How to of the build ninja. your dummies. Yep. Uh, how to uh, build a sword. You how know. to walk on ceilings. How to walk on I ceilings. Mean, roofs. <laughs> Whatever. We can <laughs> do both of those. Too. Uh, yeah, how to do sixteen backflips. Yeah, lots of backflips. Yep. How to spit. Tax. Mm-hmm. Yep. How to Sh- dig yourself underground real how fast. To, yep. How to shoot fire from your fingers. Yeah. Or laser beams. That happens too. And act now, and we'll throw in a whole case of smoke bombs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those for sure. They're great. They're they're top notch quality smoke bombs. You literally cannot have enough smoke bombs in your life. Yeah. You need them for everything. I mean, I use them when I'm at the grocery store. When I brush my teeth. Uh, yeah, well, mostly when I brush my teeth. But I use them when I'm gardening. I use them on my cats all the time. Yeah. I use them for naps. Yeah, that's the best. Yes. I, I use them for... No one will know you're napping. <laughs> no. It's just this weird cloud of smoke with a nice breezy snore sound behind so, it. So, yeah, call now and we'll send you those smoke bombs. Um, I also want to tease a little something. Mm-hmm. 
We're going to be coming back with another show in the near future. In October. Spooky. We're going to do a spooky October show. Yeah. Instead of our massive 100 horror films we did last year, we'll do a quick couple episodes. Yeah. Giving you a bunch of suggestions of what to watch on your Halloween. Yeah. So we're going to take like a month break, basically, for Mm -hmm. Fantastic Fest. Um, The craziness that is Fantastic Fest. And then uh, then we're going to get right into some spooky stuff. Some haunted houses and ghouls. So we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. You know, we love you. And until then, stay ninja. Ninja. ninja.